0: This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Lavender Lush Soaps. Her company was created by chance. She was laid off from her corporate American job of seven years and she bought a soap making kit as a hobby. Working with essential oils for over 15 years, she had that understanding on lockdown. After terrible reactions on her skin to over-the-counter lotions, soap, she found that this was a great solution. Insert her amazing and incredible drive. She has products such as goat milk soap. And guess what? She has body scrubs, sugar scrubs, and everything has a pH balance. It is incredible. Her sugar exfoliate, that is my favorite, and it goes all different directions. Physically, but also chemically, it provides a beautiful scrub without all of the harsh and toxic chemicals. Coconut oil is nourishing, hydrating, and she throws in some vitamin E to really elevate your skin benefits. Truly amazing and great for all ages. I am in love with all of her products, from bath bombs to soaps to even their scented cologne of lavender. Everything has essential oils, it is clean, and I am so passionate about their gentle skincare because, unlike everything that's on the counters, there are no harsh chemicals and no horrible products and ingredients. I am obsessed. I encourage every single listener to head on over to her Instagram or her website at LavenderLushAZ.com and make sure you follow on Instagram for updates, announcement, and yes, sales. She has so many different things and especially coming out now for fall. This is very important for me to share her products and her company, not only because she's from Arizona, she's from my home state, but also because, especially with this episode today, it is very important. Do you know what is in your products? That you're getting over the counter skincare, body care, soaps, shampoos, conditioners, perfumes. Really go and take a look at those labels because I'm pretty sure that if you can't pronounce at least five, six to ten ingredients in those, it's not going to be safe for you. Again, make sure you head on over to lavenderlushaz.com and check out all of her amazing products. I am obsessed. I have to order all of my sugar scrubs all over again. I'm telling you, I go through at least one to two a month. I love using this every single day and I even have sensitive skin. And I have a very special discount for you. Yes, a discount. Make sure that you use code LBOLP and you'll get 20% off of your order today. She ships to all 50 states, so there's no excuse to take care of yourself, do a little bit of self-care, get rid of those harsh chemicals, and order incredible products with Lavender Lush AZ today. Welcome to the Little Bit of Life Podcast. I'm your host Tabitha, better known as Little. You may think you know me from social media, but little is shown off the apps. That's until now. This podcast is dedicated to having those real, raw, and occasional chats together about what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join me that have impacted me along the way. Nothing is off limits. Sit back, take time for yourself, you've earned it, and enjoy today's topic. One voice, one story at a time. Let's dive in together. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast, right here with your host, Little. I have had on my guest once before. She is incredible. She is the owner and the co founder, and she's just the powerhouse behind Just Well Law. Her name is Christina and she is a trial lawyer who represents sick clients against the companies that made them sick. You might recognize her from being on the very special episode about the Red Hill military jet fuel exposure. She took on the huge, huge campaign of helping so many families receive justice. But what happens when the trial lawyer is actually representing herself? Today, I am so honored to have Christina on with us. She is speaking about the many, many years that she was sick, unsure of what was going on with her health as well as her families. meanwhile trying to work and really accept those new claims of helping so many families and people that are sick, and she was right in that hot seat herself. She had toxic mold exposure in her own home. Wow. When you think about that, think about how many families are affected by mold. It's probably a lot more than you think. Tune in, sit back, and I really hope that this episode helps even one person, one individual, or one family that may be having similar symptoms, may feel like they just don't have an answer, they just don't know what to do next, and they just don't feel well. Sit back, relax, and listen to today's very special episode with Christina. Hey guys, welcome in another episode, a little bit of Life Podcast right here with your host Little. She has been on my show before. She's amazing. She's incredible. But this time we're getting very personal and it's something that I'm so excited to have Christina on with us today from Just Well Law. Welcome back. How are you? It's good to see you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm floating on air these days. That's amazing. I'm so excited to have you on because the last time you came on, we were talking about the huge issue that's still going on in Hawaii and you were representing so many. But today you are on for personal reasons, which is so incredible to talk about because this is a topic I'm really passionate about, especially, you know, kind of with things that I've been going through. And now that everything is kind of past and we're in a great spot with you, we can talk about it, which is a huge issue. So let's just dive in. What is going on with your life and your story today? So we won our
1: own family's case against the people who poisoned our family. And we went to a jury trial. It was a six-day jury trial, and the jury heard our story and believed and awarded $3 million. Um, Congratulations. We, uh a great result and was healing and added finality in all the ways that we wanted and also gave me more of a glimpse of what my clients go through.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So I can, I mean, I can talk about it for hours. (laughs) I think being that you do this for a living, so many people think, you know, especially being an attorney, dealing with a lot of topics such as this, it's, you know, yes, it's just another client. And this, like you said, this really hit home. This happened in your life with your family, and it came to exposure. And we're talking about exposure. What kind of exposure did you have? you know, have experience with what symptoms, you know, what kind of symptoms did you and your family have? Because this is something that's happening a lot more than we actually realize or that people want to talk about.
1: So I was sick for years and I went to wonderful doctors and I was working at a big law firm on billion dollar cases and I had four kids and they looked at me and they said, I am so sorry, you are experiencing the symptoms of stress. And I, you know, felt like I'd been hit by a truck. My vision was blurry. I contemplated driving into oncoming traffic, which were things that I'd never thought before. Um, I had rashes on my body. I had candida that wouldn't go away. And I was trying to get as healthy as I could. And they said, you know, you you need need to address your lifestyle, right? Um, And gosh, doesn't that happen so often with women when we go to Mm -hmm. doctors? It's like, you must be stressed. And I believed them. And I actually think that they were great doctors. So I left my big firm job. I took a government job and I was gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. And I called myself Christina 2.0 and I was going to get healthy. And then I only got sicker. Mm -hmm. And um, finally, they sent us to quarantine at home in the COVID shutdowns. And I got sicker and even sicker. And I didn't know what was going on, but I knew I had to get well. And I went finally to a concierge doctor. They did all sorts of testing. And I'm telling you, it wasn't like they went looking for mold, but that was one test they gave me. It was a mycotoxin test. And my scores were through the roof. And they said, go test your house. And we learned that our house has slowly been killing us over the eight years we
2: lived there.
0: That's so scary because our homes are considered our safe places. They're our safe spot where, you know, everything that's going on in the world that's harmful, that's toxic, it stays out on the outside and we're safe within our four walls. And so many people that are listening are probably sitting here going, you know what? I think I might have that, or they may be going through this. And it's something where I love that you said when you, you can go to incredible doctors and especially for mold, if they're not understanding, you have to be an advocate. You know, your body very, very well, you know, all of the symptoms and all of the signs. Most of the time we usually get on Google when it comes to medicine and we almost freak ourselves out because we think that there's more that's going on. But with mold, especially that you done this with so many clients. It's something that is happening more and more. Why do you think it's not being, I don't want to say taken as serious in medicine, but why do you feel like it's not something that's really at the forefront?
1: There, there are so many reasons for that, but
0: you know, you said
1: you know the symptoms. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. All I knew was that I was sick and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me and I was committed to getting well because I understood that to take care of my family, I needed to get well. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that I knew, right? I had no idea what these symptoms were. I had never heard of mold uh, being causing illness. I mean, maybe allergies, stachybotrys, chytomium, black mold. Those were things that had never, ever crossed my path. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. My husband and I have five Ivy League degrees. And I just say that because we're nerds, right? We've read mm-hmm. a lot, we've gone to a lot of school. How is it that neither one of us had ever heard the word stacky botris? Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's because industry, big, big, big insurance, right? We're using the words big these days. Big insurance, big pharma, they don't want you to know. Yep. Big building, big construction. Um, what happened in the, in the history of Texas is there was a case called the Ballard case. Melinda Ballard, who's an American hero, um, she died. Uh, and she lost her health and her home to toxic mold. Went to a jury trial. Got a $38 million verdict against an insurance company. What did they do? Do you think that they went forth and said, we're going to fix the mold problem in the country? Mm -hmm. No, they changed insurance policies to exclude mold. Then they created industry scientific papers that said that mold wasn't really harmful, that mold is ubiquitous, that mold is everywhere. And that was in the, that was in the 2000s. And what real and good scientists and doctors have done ever since is try to reverse that, right? Try to get the word out that mold actually is very harmful. And we saw during COVID as people went to quarantine at home in environments where there wasn't as much air circulation, where the regulations that apply to big buildings don't apply at home, Mm -hmm. to small construction that people got sick. So we're starting to see the real science emerge And I'm telling you, juries know. Mm -hmm. know, The lawyers are still skeptical. Judges are skeptical. Doctors are skeptical. But the American jury or juror, they know that mold is harmful. They hear toxic black mold in a house and they know it could happen to them. And they care and they will will hold companies accountable for what they're doing. Mm
0: hmm With mold, especially, you know, I had a kind of a run-in, I will say, within a company and also within just a rental property that I was staying in, especially here in Texas. And so many will say, well, how do you know it's mold? And that's like the hardest thing in regards to medicine and, you know, within legal, how do you know? And it's hard because like you said, unless you can physically see it, I was, I mean, I don't call it lucky, but I was blessed that I was able to physically see it to attach my symptoms within what was going on. But so much of this is not visible. And like you said, it's something that's in the air, it's within the walls, and you have no idea it's there, but you're getting those symptoms. And if you're listening, I mean, everyone is different, but some of these are lifelong that you will deal with your health, your immune system, the breakdown of your body, Um, I had nosebleeds, migraines. I mean, we just talked before we hit record. Anger that came out of nowhere. Sleep issues, appetite issues. But it's something, like you said, for all of those, it always seems to be, oh, well, this is attached to this diagnosis. Stress, allergies, common cold. Maybe, I mean, I'm 37. It was, oh, maybe you just need your tonsils taken out. (laughs) I mean, I would hope not. Right. (laughs) Right. You know,
1: and, and, and I think so- so here's, here's just the missing link. Mainstream doctors have been told, construction companies, HVAC companies, industry has told them over many years that mold is just hoopla. It's not a real thing. And if you look on, on the internet, you'll see mixed results about that, right? Mm-hmm. The CDC will tell you that you have to wear a hazmat suit if you go into to a building where there's remediation going on. Mm-hmm. If you're immunocompromised, you should not go anywhere near that building. If you're a child, you should not go in that building. That tells you that mold is in- incredibly dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. But then the CDC and other parts of their website say mold is ubiquitous and it's everywhere. Why? Why is that? Because because there's this desire for industry to to sh- to make that point over time, right? And doctors and lawyers... They grew up in that world after, especially in Texas, after the Ballard case, where people kind of said, well, that has just been debunked. That was just junk science. But here's what I want you to know. I deposed a defense expert yesterday, and I walked him through the medical literature, and he agreed with me that mold causes a reaction that's a lot like COVID. It causes a cytokine storm. It's a chronic, systemic inflammatory response, not for everybody, just Mm -hmm. like COVID, not for everybody, but for some people, they're going to get brain fog, memory loss. They're going to start having blurred vision. They're going to get migraines. They're going to have central nervous system challenges. They're going to lose their balance. They're going to become clumsy. It's a brain injury.
2: Mm -hmm. And one
1: of the things that's been interesting in my own case is we see for for three of us, so so three of us have brain damage, and um, we've gone to the best doctors in the country. I mean, we are we are so blessed to have really, really wonderful, good providers. Because listen, I I this happened to me, and I just I just dedicated my overeducated m- mind to try to figure mm-hmm. it out. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on on the internet. I don't. This seems very <laughs> confusing. so. I just went straight to PubMed and I started reading the medical literature. Right. And I'm like, what does, so, and not, not the literature from 2004 or the literature that was paid for by industry that came out in 2009. No, I'm looking at what, what's happening in 2020, 2021, 2022. And you see actually really great articles coming out of Europe for research, research in Europe, but being, being published in peer-reviewed literature.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's showing that kids who are exposed to a water-damaged building in school have those same neurological challenges that we're talking about. They have neurological challenges. They have GI, GI challenges. They have respiratory challenges. They have central nervous system challenges because that cytokine storm is attacking their entire body, just like long COVID. So I think we're going to start seeing this more and more. And, it's, and I think that that's really important and good because mm-hmm. me, I want people to get healthy. Um, And it's why I pursued it in my own case, because we want to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone again. And I'm telling you, every plaintiff I have, every client I have, they are not doing it to get rich. That is just a misconception in the world we live in about plaintiffs and plaintiff's law and all of that. It is not to get rich. It is to hold people accountable so it doesn't happen again.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And yeah, part of that is to get a a big verdict. Because a big verdict says never again, never again can an HVAC company install a system in a house like like
0: mine and not connect it to dehumidify. Mm-hmm. I think when people especially get in contact with mold, it's almost this, which I love that we're doing this today because it's not just especially for this episode it's not that you're coming across you know as just someone that is representing a family you are representing yourself and it completely changed the the direction because this happened to you you're passionate about it but you're like you said you're combining that education so many people who have access to all of the literature or they're googling or they're finding someone to represent them as an attorney and they're trying to find answers and they're trying to find help they're also doing this especially if you're listening they're also doing this while not feeling well trying to find answers being an advocate. And so they think so many times, which one is more important? Should I do the legal side to get, you know, this stopped and find the answers? Or do I dive into the medical side, which can take, trust me, I'm on year three. It can take so long. So how is this on a personal level of you representing your family, standing up for everything that you've learned so far, but also going through that hard medical battle at the same time? I mean, is, is, is it truly worth doing both at the same time if we have somebody that's listening? How do you get the energy to do everything all at once?
1: I mean, that that just gives me goosebumps because that's what my whole firm is about. I mean, I, I called my firm Just Well and my husband came up with a name because that's what I said over and over again. I just want to be well. And I just want our kids to be well. And two of them were really not well. And so you're sick. And your kids are sick and you've lost your house and you talked earlier about house is home, right? And so we've lost our house and everything in it, but we didn't have another choice Mm -hmm. because we literally lost everything. I mean, we started rebuilding our house and it, and we found more and more and more mold and what do you do? Do you just like stop and sell it in the middle? Well then you're losing your like biggest investment so we borrowed money from the bank and then we borrowed money from family and then our fam my father-in-law took out a mortgage on his house that's that's the extent of our loss right and I don't care how much money you have you when you go through toxic exposure you you, you lose it all
2: mm-hmm
1: whether you have a lot of money or a little money, you lose it all trying to get well and, and trying to get to safety. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I now represent thousands of people who have been through toxic exposure. And again, no matter how much money they have, they've, they've lost. So what I say at my firm is let me, let us try to get you financial recovery. You go and get well. Mm-hmm. Your number one job is to get well. If that means, by the way, I mean, no other, I don't think there's any other personal injury lawyer really talking about wellness because it's not in our financial interest. It's not in my financial interest that my clients get well. Right. Um, but it's, but it's in my, it, it's the very mission of my firm. So their job is to go get well. My job is to get them financial recovery. Why? So that they can go forth and get well. Mm-hmm. And, You know, I, I, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is, is like this notion of gratitude and this idea that plaintiffs lawyers, that plaintiffs or plaintiffs lawyers or whatever are, um, somehow selfish and, uh, greedy and ungrateful.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, in the six day trial, we got to closing arguments And the other side got up and looked at the jury and said, you know, when bad things happen, we should be thankful for what we have. And the bears clearly had lots of resources because, you know, right. We're even there because we could afford a lawyer. I paid our lawyers hourly, right. I had to borrow money to do that. Um, I didn't have a lawyer who wanted to take my case on contingency in the beginning. So Mm -hmm. I had to pay $450 an hour right? Three years in, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So um, the that really got me thinking. So, so his defense is that I'm not grateful. His other defense, by the way, was that I'm a working mom. And so my stress, again, working mom equals stress. So really the angst of going through this experience or even during COVID was because I was a working mom during COVID with kids. Right. And every time he made comments like that, the judge just looked at me and smiled because she's a working Mm -hmm. mom, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. like that (laughs) that defense doesn't work in 2023, but that's what they tried. Um, Mm -hmm. But this notion about gratitude really got me thinking because at first you're defensive, but, oh man, I am so thankful for the team that got us here and I'm so thankful that we that we had the resources to do what we could to get better and to pursue justice at the same time. And gratitude and justice are not mutually exclusive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what what's even more than that, gratitude and justice and health are not mutually exclusive. So this question of you know, should you pursue legal or should you pursue health? You should pursue both Mm -hmm. and you can pursue both if you have the right team. And that's, you know, that's, that's my life mission is to give that team. And by the way, I mentioned hourly lawyers. There are great hourly lawyers out there who do this work. Um, I don't charge hourly for our firm because in general, my clients have lost everything that they have. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm building a network of lawyers around these around the country who will do these cases on contingency so that we can only recover if, if our clients recover. Mm-hmm. Um, because you shouldn't it's 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 not possible for most people to be spending money as they're trying to rebuild their health and their life. Mm-hmm.
0: Being on the other side, um, on a personal basis, what does life look like now for your family with health? Because so many people think you know, when you go through this, the trial and everything for three years, and you're fighting to prove what you have found, and you're trying to get this to be, you know, and it's an uphill battle, and you're trying to change other people's lives while you're changing your own at the same time. And like you said, trying to be well. So what does the future look like in regards to your health? Because this is something that, you know, it's not like, you know, once trial is over, and you win, it's like, okay, I'm all better. Like this is some of the stuff is is life changing. So how does that look like health wise for you for the the future, and you can't wait for justice to get well, right? That's what I. That's what I tell all my all my clients
1: too. You can't wait for justice to get well. So we have not waited for this moment. We've been on this journey to get well. We have wonderful doctors, um, and one of the things that we offer to our clients is connections to to wonderful doctors. When when this crisis hit in Hawaii, the first thing I did was find doctors who could help because traditional medicine and traditional doctors, they look at you like you're insane, right? My clients would go to these medical, these military doctors and they're like, sorry, you can't be sick. Like mm-hmm. The jet fuel just went in and out of your body. I, for your listeners, I represent 5,500 people in Hawaii against the United States for contaminating their water source with jet fuel. Um, and the government contaminated the water, knew it was contaminated and let people continue to drink it. And then when the people came to the, government to try to get medical help they were basically told oh it's just in and out of your body you're fine um so none of that was true the government has admitted liability in that case by the way i mean um it's a it's a very important case i think in in history and an important case for toxic exposure and for victims Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but you you have to you have to get well and um it might be a lifelong journey, but what I tell my clients and myself is my prayer for you. And some of you listening may be in this place where you don't feel well. My prayer for you is that a year from now, you would feel well enough to help someone else because by helping others, you can bring a little bit of redemption to the story. It will never make it better. It will never make it a hundred percent better. It won't, but, but it will, it will bring a little bit of redemption and meaning and purpose, um, and light to the darkness. So the first time I went to Hawaii, I wasn't feeling well. I don't know if I told you that when I was on the, on our show last time, but I didn't feel good because I was still very much sick. Um, But my own illness and my own brain damage, honestly, has has given me this sad superpower of empathy and believing our clients. The only reason I have that case in Hawaii is because
2: I showed up and believed.
1: Not because I'm a great lawyer, not because I'm the perfect trial lawyer or that I have billions of dollars of verdicts. But because I believe them, I believe my clients. And um, at the time, no one else did. The government was still standing up and saying, it's in and out of your body, you're fine. And other lawyers, honestly, passed on the case. Lots of lawyers passed on the case because they believed the government. When the government said this was just in and out of their body and they're fine, it was just like food poisoning. And I was there saying, "I I don't think so. Um, cause I believed the clients who were in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's not mutually exclusive. We can do all of these things.
0: I think that episodes and talking about this more, the motto of the show is always what we seem to think, but don't say, I think when we think of toxic exposure, it's almost this automatic boundary line of don't talk about it. Don't discuss it. Cause it's almost this sense of panic From our side, when we learn and educate ourselves and we talk to other people, that's what a lot of these big pharma and large construction companies and even employment companies, they don't want you to be as educated as you possibly can for yourself and be an advocate. Because in return, you're going to teach others. You're going to spread information. You're going to educate more. And I love that you talked about how many you represent with talk, you know, the toxic exposure, because I think we're going to see a huge increase in this becoming more popular, which is needed. But it's also heartbreaking when you think about that, because if it's increasing, it's affecting more people. But like that's why we're doing this topic, is I know there's so many that are listening thinking, I've been through this, or I might be right in the middle of this right now. This has always crossed my mind. I'm not being believed. And- You are your own attorney in the beginning. You are educating yourself. You are a doctor, an attorney, a a wife, a mother. You're doing everything. But I love that you said, even as you're getting well, you have to stand up for yourself so that it stops this repeating behavior. And I mean, you post so much on your social media, which I'll put in the description bio, but we're starting to see these in colleges, in schools, with children. There's this huge increase in the talk. You know, it's not just in your home. It can be anywhere. And I think that's something that having you on today and talking about this on a personal level, the more we educate each other, the better off the future is going to be that this has to stop and people need to be held accountable. Well, and it,
1: and they just don't want you to know. I mean, I looked at, I looked at a... Uh, a maintenance log yesterday for a big building. The building was built in 2020. In 2021, they're talking about renovations and replacing floors. And the whole log mold is listed twice. When I know from their own maintenance guy that they had tons of complaints of mold. People moved out because of mold. There's no, it's not listed anywhere in the, in the report, in the, the thing. I mean, I, I have this other client and I won't mention the name of the company, but she, she said, this was a military housing case. She said over and over again to the, this company, there's water damage in my house. Right. And you know what they said? This is a woman who can't be pleased. We went to her house over and over and over and over again. Okay. And. I took that maintenance log and I showed it to their lead guy. And I said, isn't the fact that they went over and over again, a reflection that they never fixed the problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know, I, I sent a mold and insp- this is so it makes me want to cry. thinking about it. Michael Rubino, who's a dear friend and Josh Rachel are dear, dear friends. I mean, they've become family to me. Okay. They're wonderful people. Um, but I've got a renovation, a remediation expert and a, and a mold expert. They go together to this house two years after she's moved out. Every item that she identified had not been fixed or not appropriately fixed. Now there was extreme levels, the highest levels that I have ever seen of stachybotrys in the walls, mold growing on a child's bed,
2: Hmm.
1: Because that company didn't listen to my client and just moved the new people in the gaslighting is out of control. Mm-hmm. They say, well, how do you know it's mold? I mean they come in and they say, oh, it's just that just dust Or you you open the vent and you're like, you know what they take the vent down and they clean it and they're like, we just we, we fixed it for you, no problem we put it back. It, you think well, If you're not aware of this stuff, you think, well, they fixed the problem. I called them and they fixed it. It looks good, right? These companies call a carpet cleaner to clean out the air vents. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I've had cases where they put a fan on sewage water because they just put a fan on it to dry it out, right? Well, that sewage water is toxic and you've now put a fan on the contaminant. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is at, in every deposition, I'm educating them. Well, ma'am, you know, my client said, you put a fan on it. And she said, oh, yes, we do. We, that's I said, is that your first step when you have a sewage leak? Do you you bring fans? She said, yes. Well, is that, is that sewage water toxic? And she's been trained, of course, right? So she says, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I don't know what toxic is. Okay. Are there contaminants in the water? May yeah. Okay. If you put a fan on the contaminants, do you think that those biocontaminants spread in the air? I guess so. Now that we've had this conversation, will you ever put a fan on sewage water again? Well, I guess not. Now that we've had this conversation, ma'am, would you ever spend a single night in any of the units in your apartment building where you put a fan on sewage water, which was, by the way, in that unit, every single first floor apartment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: she said, no, I wouldn't.
0: I mean, case closed. Yeah. And that's normal, which is sad. That is the normal. I mean, I worked for, without naming names, I worked for a massive company that trained medical students. We had no air ventilation. We had nothing. We were placed in a room that you could literally, and and I know if some are listening, they're probably like, oh yeah, this is in my work or in my home or in my apartment. You can look up and see the massive water spots and same thing. Well, just keep your door open. We'll put a fan in there. I I lived in an apartment complex that was the same. I mean, loved them to death. I lived there for eight years. So now I always sit and wonder, what really is inside my system? What has wrecked my system? Because it was the same thing. And if you're listening, say, I'm I'm right in that boat. I know exactly what they're talking about. It's always the Band-Aid fix. Instead of educating, learning how to fix the problem correctly, it's the Band-Aid. The apartments that I used to live in, it was, oh, there's mold. Well, we'll just cut out a patch of the wall. Oh, right. And we'll replace that. And then we'll put beautiful paint on the wall. We repainted the wall. Well, that wasn't my problem. I can go to Lowe's and repaint a wall myself. I probably wouldn't pick that color, but I could do it. And then you always have to wonder where else did it spread, if it has spread, and how long has this been a problem, especially if you're renting? This is probably a problem way before. And it's how many times are we going to Band-Aid fix this problem? Like you said, instead of educating so this stops and we're actually able to treat the problem, it would be like you break a leg. You're not going to wrap it and send somebody home on their way and say, oh, well, you know when it gets sore, come back, we'll do it again. You have to fix the problem. So we have to educate ourselves that this is a huge issue in regards to medicine that is affecting thousands and thousands of people. And, and you know,
1: the mechanism of injury is the cytokine storm. It's systemic inflammation. So that is not, and not for everybody, again, not for everybody. It's like COVID. It's not for everybody,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but I want to tell you, it will kill you. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I don't work with people who are still in the home, in their, in their homes that are toxic. I, we, we do, we give you resources and everything, but I won't sign a retainer agreement with anyone who's still in their house. And the reason is um, I had two clients where I told them, the number one thing you can do for your health is get out Mm -hmm. and your house is dangerous. But Tabitha, the the brain fog and the confusion and your home is your safe place, it's very hard to believe that that house is hurting you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or that it might be too bad to fix she died at the age of 31 in the house I told her to leave. And I just have to say, like, not on my watch, not again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I just can't represent people who are staying. And I, it's, it's not, I understand it can be financially hard to leave. And, and we actually do have a partner now um, who works with us, who does the landlord tenant side of cases to help people get out of those leases. Um, mm-hmm. The financial piece is a little bit different than my personal injury piece that I do. But, but you know, we, we, we get people out um, because we have to get you out of there so that you can start to get well. And, you know, you said, how do you, how do, you do all this when you don't feel good? It's impossible to do, do anything if you can't think straight. And so the first thing you need to do is to get out of the toxic environment, even if it's for a few weeks, go stay with family, go stay with a tent in a tent. Do you know where to- and, it, and it, and it, again, it doesn't matter how much money you have go stay in a tent, head to the desert. Right. Mm-hmm. Tori spelling right now is living in a trailer. Yep. Because that is the best thing she can do for her family is to get out of the exposure And so she put her kids in a trailer and they're making it a life adventure and they're out of that environment. And that's, you know, that's what we have to do for our health is get out of the environment. But man, is it
0: hard Right? It's hard. I'm the first to admit. Yeah. You be, you almost have an attachment. It's your home. Like we said, it's your safe space. It's something where if something is broken within your four walls, it's, it's an automatic common sense. I'm fixing it. I'm not leaving. This is mine. This is ownership. I'm proud of it. I was the first one that really struggled with that. And you know, my own family would always tell me these, these are just things. This is your home but it's replaceable. You are not replaceable. Your health is not replaceable. You can't just take a magic pill and all of your problems go away because I mean, especially with this one symptom leads to the next, which leads to the next. And before you know it, it's almost like your body is out of control. Your mind is out of your own control. And so if you're listening to this and think, you know, well, I can fix it. I can fix it you have to be able to be educated to know what you're fixing, but also have the resources surrounding you to fix it appropriately. Because that's the problem. It's not being fixed. It's being band-aid, smoothed over, and it's going to continue to come back. And I love that you say you have resources. There is availability because it's almost, I'm, you know, I'm up against a wall. I'm, I'm not able to do this. I don't feel good. I'm just going to stay here. And maybe... I mean, I was one of those stubborn of maybe it'll just go away. Maybe they did fix it. Like you said, they cleaned, they painted, They just, they put new grout in somewhere. If you're listening to this, that is the band-aid. You will continue to get worse. And I'm so appreciative that you came on to talk today because we're educating each other through our own personal battle to state like, you know, I'm not sitting behind a textbook. I'm not you know, pushing you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. And that's why when you, you know, you message said, I want to come on, I'm like, this is, this is huge because you've been on the other side now and your understanding of it's an uphill battle, but your health is worth it. You are worth it at the end of the day. You are worth it.
1: You are worth it. And you know what? The the financial resources, I, I, I believe in an abundance mindset and I've had to learn, um, I've had to come come to a completely new understanding of money, right? Because we lost all of it, um, all that we had. So, and 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 we were very 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 blessed to have friends and family who 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 helped us, right? And a bank we could lend from, and good credit. And there's so many things that we had that I'm very thankful for. Um, but I remember sitting with a friend and uh, it was just. It was right down the street at El Arroyo having the margarita. It's the only time I've ever been to El Arroyo <laughs> and um, her name's Chris Fisher. And
2: I was like, I just don't feel good.
1: <laughs> and my daughter doesn't feel good and my son doesn't feel good. And at the time my son was two and he was running into walls. He was running into the corners of walls and he had bruises on his forehead and he was regressing in his developmental milestones and my daughter had become violent, okay? And she was beating up her big brother. And so I didn't feel like I could just take this family circus to, to a friend's house, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have four kids and two of them, one's running into walls, the other one's beating up, like, is like violent. I can't just show up at a friend's house. And my family lives in upstate New York and where am I gonna go? Like I don't mm-hmm. know where to go and, and and I was just like, I don't, and I don't feel good. And my friend said, maybe you would feel better if you left your house. And again, I'm like, where are we at? <laughs> like, here are keys. proverbial keys, you don't have the keys for them. Like, I have a house that you can go stay at. And um, I bet there are people listening here that are like, well, I don't, I just don't have a friend with a house. I get it. I really do go stay in a tent Mm -hmm. because your health and your family's health is worth it. And when you get out, you can make the best, the next best decision. And if you prioritize your health, then your earning capacity will come. Mm -hmm. But if you are too sick to work, then you, or too sick to even take care of your family you will not be able to take care of anybody. So it's counterintuitive, but getting out of that house was actually really important for my earning capacity and my husband's earning capacity because we can use our brains again. And, you know, never in a million years would I have thought that I would be able to practice at the level I'm practicing at right now. Um, And again, it's because I now have this very sad superpower, but it's also because I have enough of my brain back to do a good job. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I believe I'm doing a really good job for our clients and we, we are helping people get well. And I, you know, I want you to know that we help every single person who reaches out to us. When I was looking for a lawyer, the only, and this is why I started my firm, the only person in my area who I could find on the internet, does mold is a guy named James Cooney and his website said that he does wrongful death cases. And I reached out to him in in mold for wrongful death. And I reached out to him by email. I found his direct contact. I reached out to him to his direct email address twice. I called him twice I left voicemails. No one at his firm, no paralegal, no legal assistant, no assistant. Nobody ever responded. And I was another lawyer just asking for fifteen minutes of his time. Mm-hmm. I was I was like at the US attorney's office, the Navy SEALs of the law. You can't spend like 15 minutes with somebody. And I understand I'm missing the first email, but like the second and the third. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, you know what, he can have all the dead people. But I'm gonna I'm gonna help people get well. And so I started the personal injury firm that I couldn't find for our family. And we're committed to helping people get well so that there aren't wrongful death cases. Now I have three wrongful death cases. Okay, I have three, but I don't want any because mm-hmm. I want us to change the industry so that this doesn't happen. And I want people who need help to reach out to us. We will, we will at the very least give you the resources that we wish we had had. I, in the beginning, Tabitha, I wanted to take every call And then I got thousands and I was like, oh, I guess I can't take every call. (laughs) Then I can't do the legal work for the ones that I have. But I have a legal assistant, I mean, an intake director who's a survivor herself, and she does take the calls. And we give out the resources that we wish we had had. And we're building a network of lawyers around the country so that we can help in other states too. Um, And if you're a lawyer listening to this and this is remotely interesting to you, let me know because... Um, I believe that these cases can succeed and I will help you. I will share my resources for free. I literally have a folder of all the samples and everything that I've used, a whole folder of research, and I give it to any lawyer for free because I want these cases to succeed around the country and I want to change the industry. And I think we can.
0: I do too. If you're listening to this and and I'm I'm so appreciative again that you came on uh, today to talk to us and to... to to give the tools, because if you're listening to this and you're frustrated, you're like, I don't even know where to start. You already got the two tools that you needed to start today. You've got a little bit of education, which is the breadcrumb dropping to get you kind of motivated. And you got the best tool, which is learning to talk, learning to communicate, learning to spread this issue out. If you're dealing with this, like she said, if you don't have a place to go, the first tool is to talk. Talk to your support system. Who can talk to people that they know? You'd be surprised if people knew what you were dealing with, especially within your health. It's something that a lot of us are embarrassed. We think something's wrong with us. We think we're broken. We think sometimes, okay, maybe this is in my head. The doctors don't understand. Maybe I do need to de stress or you know, like you said, go gluten free, dairy free, no sugar. You, the more you talk you'll be surprised at how large your support system truly is and who out there may be able to be a resource that you never even imagined. So today, you coming on, you've already received two amazing tools for free to listen, to hear people, to talk, to communicate, but also educate yourself. So again, Christina, I think you're amazing. Everything that you do for others, but I'm so proud to know you and have you in my circle because you're standing up for yourself and you're taking that, not getting discouraged by that, especially in medical, and you're using it to change people's lives. And I really think that this is going to hopefully change the world because toxic exposure and mold is going to become more prevalent than ever. And I'm really glad that you came on to educate as many people as possible. Well, you know, I
1: think you have to have grit and chutzpah. um, And that's, that's, that's what you have right, to speak truth to power, to continue to raise these stories and to highlight these stories. And that's that's what we're doing. Um, so when you're weak, lean on others who are strong so that you can get strong, so that you can stand up um, and make a difference, because I think that we need a healthier world, and I think we're going to get there. It just is going to mm-hmm. take a lot of us, you know, standing up to the naysayers and Come hell or high water, we're gonna we're gonna go to the ends of the earth and back for our families and for the families of others. Don't mess with a mama, you know. Don't mess with mama. (laughs) And I, you know, people who don't have kids are still in the same category. Like a woman on a mission. Don't mess with a woman on a mission um, because it's it's it. They make the world go round.
0: I agree. Well, I'll put all your information and contact information, especially in the bio description. If you're listening and you feel that you really need to reach out, you need direction, you need resources, you just need peace of mind. Uh, I will make sure to put it on the description. I always make sure that all of your resources are just a, a click. We all have very busy schedules and we always just need that little bit of extra help. So again, if you need anything, check that bio description. And again, Christina, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Thanks for having us. us. That's a wrap already on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for spending your time right here with me. And a very special thank you to today's sponsor. We are stronger together, louder as one, and truly a family connected. Be sure to leave a review to bring others along this journey with us. Tune in weekly on your favorite streaming platform. Or if you're interested in being a guest, send me a message today. Let's get to talking. Until next time be good to others, be good to you. See you next week.